Good morning, everyone. I'm Jim Giacchetta, CTO and co-founder of Vidovation. I'm very pleased to have my good friend, Jesse Foster from Multidyne join us today. How are you doing, Jesse? Excellent, Jim. Thank you. So, uh, you know, I, we, Rick, my colleague Rick and I, we spoke to a lot of customers either via text or on the phone. And uh, it seemed like a lot of people couldn't come to NAB because they were working, they were busy, which I felt was a good sign. You know, so it, there were those people that, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about my health, et cetera. And I don't blame, you know, you got health concerns coming to a public show like NAB, but I would say a good third of the people were like, I'm in the middle of a production, I'm building a new studio, I can't get away, uh, which I think is good. You know, people are getting back to work. I, I'm hoping things are getting back to normal. So mm -hmm. how was NAB for you guys? What, 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 what was your takeaway? Yeah, so uh, we got a booth kind of later in the uh, scheme of things. Um, and uh, it was in the central hall near all of our partner companies like Canon and Panasonic and Sony, which is what we always you know, aim for. Um, so we had great booth meetings, uh, a lot of kind of pre-qualified, pre-vetted discussions that uh, they just want to get some more detail, meet us in person, see the product in person. Um, so, you know, kind of the takeaway that between my colleague and I that were there was that, you know, there's fewer tire kickers, fewer, you know, just people, <laughs> you know, so you got to focus on uh, in-depth discussions and really get some stuff accomplished. So it was probably the best NAB I've ever had in regards to, you know, actual detailed discussions with end users who are ready to buy. And it was, uh, you know, really great. It, it was not busy, right? You know, like load in, load out, everything was really low key and mellow. So uh, we had a great NAB with that said. Yeah. Hopefully that's a new normal. And, and of course, no multi-dying or innovation customers are tire kickers. Those are somebody else's customers. Yeah. Ours are never tire kickers, but I know what you mean. You know, some, some people come to NAB, it's kind of like a mini vacation. It, it, what the, you know, from the vendor perspective, right? We want someone who's got an active project. We want to help solve their problem. Uh, but then, you know, even those people that are just checking what, out what's new, we, we engage to, you know, to be, so the, so they they're aware of us when they're ready for a project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that, I think I stopped by your your booth a couple of times, and and you guys were you know busy enough where you couldn't talk to me for more than a few minutes, and I, I thought that was a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. So 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 the you know the main the main theme of this is is a live production, but you know the 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 subheading you know live production at NAB. But the, the theme is like what people missed, you know, for those people that either if they were there and didn't get a chance to come to your booth or people that couldn't make it out, you know, kind of give them the multi-dine overview. Um, you know, I think that the hot thing, though, is the cinematic cameras, right? Working a cinematic camera into a broadcast workflow. I know you've done it with a couple of churches. That, that's a big thing everyone wants the cinematic look now, right? Is that, is that kind of the trend? Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, this presentation, I'll primarily focus on the Cine Live aspect of our portfolio, uh, but I do have a couple slides just to highlight, you know, the, the overall um, range of products that you would have seen if you were at the show. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, uh, the industry has been kind of hurtling towards this 
point for a few years now where uh, cinema cameras uh, manufacturers um, have their eye on using those types of products in live multicam productions. So they've enhanced them to you know accept time code, external time code, and gen lock, um, the different signal types that you would need to have a multicam live production. So those are in place on the camera side. And then on the consumer side, the monitor, the televisions are all wide color gamut, high contrast ratio, 4K up to 8K, high frame rate, right? So those consumer displays are, you know, causing demand for content. So it's all kind of coming together uh, and culminating in a very exciting time for Multidyne with our range of uh, fiber camera adapters. Uh, so that's what um, we'll, we'll get into here right now is what we're doing in that space and who's working with us and who we're working with and so forth. Um, so that said, uh, the star of the show in that regard is the Silverback V. Um, here you see it on a Sony Venice camera. And let's jump in here. The product has been designed in a way that it is platform agnostic. And this is you know, a snapshot of the main camera platforms we work with, but based on the design, um, it can most likely accommodate pretty much anything you run into, or you can use a different version of our products, which I'll show you that uh, you could build this type of workflow using different form factor products from us. So uh, what we're doing is we're leveraging the SMPTE hybrid fiber specification. Uh, this cable type is used in broadcast television systems for 20 plus years. So um, if you go with the Panasonic, the Sony, Ikigami, Hitachi, studio camera system is gonna have a base station, a CCU component and the camera, and it has this interconnection umbilical uh, cable that is the SMPTE hybrid spec here. So it has two single mode fibers in it. It has um, power conduction, uh, two power conductors, and then also some low voltage signaling uh, conductors as well. Um, this is what we're doing to turn a cinema camera into a TV studio camera is using this, this fiber. And there's ways also to not have to use this fiber as well, which I'll show you. But, um, but this is really the enabling, you know, infrastructure layer that allows us to make a cinema camera operate like a television camera. Fiber optics is really the, the key. Um, so just a couple kind of recent Use case pictures. Um, the halftime show at this year's Super Bowl was um, shot with Sony Venice cameras and the Silverback V. Uh, there was a range of these systems uh, in play. And um, our partners at Funicular Goats uh, put this together and they own a, a wide range of these. So these are really popular in rentals and production companies because rentals, you know, I mean, you could take a film camera, digital film camera that's used for documentary style production, slap this silver bag V on the back of it and you have a you know live broadcast camera um, and they could take it from Aerie to Sony, you know, so it's very flexible in that regard. So uh, this was a real great uh, opportunity for us to work with these guys and uh, work flawlessly for them, they love it. So you can see this is gonna start rolling out across the board. Um, trucks, OB trucks, fly packs, gonna continue to, to build out with digital cinema camera front end into the broadcast workflow. So 
the next, uh, so this is uh, NAB. So this is a few weeks ago, and these are images of our product in our partner's booths. Um, so this is a uh, red V-Raptor in a digital glues booth. And uh, they actually worked with a partner company to come up with a B4 as an RF lens mount on the red, and then they have a B4 adapter. So, you know, the, the, the value there is you can use B4 mount broadcast lenses on this digital film camera for low cost, you know, quick, let's make, you know, TV <laughs> with the lenses we have. And uh, so that's kind of a big thing. They, have, they, are, they were a big hit at the show with that said. Um, so that's, you know, the silverback on the back of a, you know, low cost, very high quality, but lower cost camera body. Um, over here on the right-hand side, we have a Vericam LT, Panasonic. Here's the Sony Venice uh, in the Able Cine booth. And then here's a Sony FX9 with the silver back on the back. And these two are used in productions together simultaneously because they share the same color science. So, um, you know, we've done productions where, you know, some of the key positions have the Venice and then some of the ancillary positions have FX9s, you know, so extremely uh diverse you know deployment that we've had and uh it's, it continues to to grow and then uh, i was going to mention that <clears throat> i didn't put it in the, the slides here but uh, scarhoy um does you know rcp panels universal control systems and whatnot and they have a really uh cool uh casper the owner has a video on youtube and then he did a, a flyer at the show that was representative of a the project we did but so uh, Saddleback Church uh, in Lake Forest um, that used the Komodo, uh, red Komodo and the Silverback and the Fuji lenses and the Scarhoy for control. So they actually had iris control from Scarhoy going through us, through ethernet, through serial, to the lens, you know. So our infrastructure that we put in when it comes to the connectivity, which I have some slides that'll show, um, is kind of just like a, building platform for people to develop these advanced workflows like you know serial data ethernet contact closures you know all the different signal types you would need to build a system are in place in the silverback so it's really kind of limitless in what people can do with it uh, with innovation so um the next one here this is a uh, tv pro gear they do um, fly packs and this is their latest version of fly packs and and you see three base stations in here. So this is the Silverback V base station. Each 2RU box does two channels. So this is a six digital cinema camera uh, fly pack um, that these cameras, these two cameras here uh, were connected to that fly pack showing, you know, this the diversity of uh, connectivity that you can get through our system. You can use whatever camera you want, basically. And then uh, this is one that I like to show. I was on site for this. This is a pre-pandemic 2020 uh, cinematographer awards uh, where we actually did Ari Amira's with Silverback Vs. And then we used um, our juice boxes, which uh, essentially eliminate that hybrid fiber and then take you to single mode fiber. So you can run through an infrastructure that doesn't have the hybrid fiber. So just a standard single mode tactical fiber through the Hollywood and Highland uh, uh, venue, down to the street, down to the truck. So this is like a you know a common use case for uh, for our customers where you go hybrid fiber. So this box sends power 
to the camera and then it converts that to single mode and then it runs you can run 10 kilometers you know across the, the campus or whatever you need to do so this was a fun one so that was the cinematographer's award show shot with cinema cameras you know for the first time which is pretty cool uh so just to jump into the product uh, quickly oled display um has uh, metering shows you time code uh, gen lock presence data presence shows you your video format detected power uh, status very uh, user friendly. Then you got your menu control buttons. You got intercom talk uh, buttons. So that's another thing that we bring. You know that makes a digital cinema camera into a studio camera is intercom. Two channels of intercom and program audio that you can select. And uh, <clears throat> viewfinder switch and status. So this is a way to switch to an external monitor, and it, it emulates a. a TV camera where you can see return video coming from the switcher and you can see your own viewfinder and switch between the two on the same monitor like you can on a broadcast camera. So it's a value add there. And then we also support um, V mount or golden mount. So again, that's that flexibility that allows us to work with any camera's type. So you can go V mount to go to a Sony directly. And if you use the Anton Bauer batteries, then you can have Anton Bauer batteries on the battery side. On the connector panel side, uh, there's our Simti 304M, that's the designation of that connector. 311M is the fiber itself. Um, <clears throat> we also support Neutrik optical con. So if you uh, were a Neutrik house, you, you could uh, go that as opposed to the Lima. Um, so this product is, uh, this version is, is 4K capable. So you have a 12G, 6G, 3G on the first input, dual 6G capability for like an airy, Amira uh, 4K, it uses dual 6G to get off the camera body. So that's what you do there. Or if you had a quad link camera, like an F55 or something that was relegated to quad link or C700 from Canon or something. Um, this product can handle all those. And in most cases convert in the transport. Uh, if you give us quad link, we can give you 12G on the output and vice versa. Um, so 3G IO, we give you additional video back and forth for return and uh, witness cameras, all different kinds of use cases come up for it, but um, <clears throat> this is switchable viewfinder IO. So here's your multiple serial datas. So this is good for that Fuji lens control I was just talking about, or even like uh, C-Motion, um, Fizz, Focus Iris, Zoom, Servos, and this kind of control can go over that, that data connection. Uh, and then we have that full gigabit ethernet for you as well. Uh, the gen lock, bi-level or tri-level, your time code, two mic level inputs back to the base station, four by four audio, uh, bi-directional. So you can do like scratch tracks and lay down audio on the camera, record at camera, send and return audio and uh, your headset. And then the contact closures and tally. So, um, Jumping into the base station side, you have two, two systems in one, like I mentioned. Um, you got your power supply status, control, and jump to the back. Sorry, my animation threw me there. <laughs> um, so here's your Limo camera one, camera two. You have two power supplies. This box has redundant power, and then this power supply is for camera one, this power supply is for camera two internally. Um, and it really kind of mirrors the IO that was on the camera side with the exception that we have more real estate. So this is like a proper Tascam, you know, D88 style pinout. And then this intercom tally GPIO is standard to Sony and Panasonic. So it's a industry standard pin out there. Um, then you two data connections here, 
and everything else you saw on the camera side. Um, the other thing to note here is there's a, a web browser internally, an SD card for um, preset saving and recalls and firmware upgrades. And there is also uh, open gear slots. So that's the, the coolest part. Yeah, it really is. I mean, considering that the solutions are evolving in their own, you know, realm, you know, like, uh, like partner companies we work with have 3D LUT processing, you know, 4K to HD down conversion, you can do 4K multi-viewing, you know, the 2110 gateway, right? It's really yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you read my mind, 2110 card that doesn't exist yet, you just pop it in there in the future. Yeah, I mean, there, there's even solutions out there now on the market from our open gear partners that we can put in there that we're working with them on now. So the, the beauty of that is, you know, one monolithic box, put it in, has your full camera connectivity and put you on the 2110 network at the same time. So definitely cool. value add. Um, <clears throat> so at a high level, you know, this is what we had at the Cinematographers Guild, essentially, where uh, you have single mode, fiber running to the juice box and then the juice powers the camera adapter and the camera right um but just uh I like this slide just because it shows at a high level all the connectivity that's going in and out of this system over one fiber bi-directional no that's problem. amazing i think you got every possible signal covered there jesse i i you know, there's there's a few on my list, but uh, yeah, <laughs> this this covers you know, 99 percent of what we run into. So. That is awesome. Let's see, and then um, <clears throat> oh, so, is... so 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 I think I've asked you this question before. So like so, the juice box is the bridge between the Simpty cable hybrid cable to longer haul fiber. Yes. So so you had that kind of at a midway point, injecting power to the camera, maybe behind stage. And then mm -hmm. fiber could go to the truck or fiber could go to the studio 10,000 miles away. Uh, is that kind uh, of the idea? Well, this stuff is all like, it's distance limited in the, in the, the regard that is it's a dark, dark fiber tech, right? Because we're using CW. Oh, right, right, right. So you'd have to have a dark fiber to go long haul. Uh, yeah, sorry. and then it would have to be you know, like DWDM and you could amplify or whatever. But like this stuff is mostly like 10 kilometer distance without amplification or regeneration, right? But so, so the yellow part could be the infrastructure in a ballpark, say for example, and then the rack is in the truck or in the truck bay, and then mm -hmm. you're only going a couple of hundred feet with the Simpty cable from exactly. the juice device in the middle to the camera, is that kind of it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. so this could be 10 kilometers and this could be um, about a kilometer. Very cool. Cool. Um, so this is uh, coming coming shortly. Uh, a new board that we have for the Silverback um, is Quad 12G. So uh, you know, I think we're a little early in regards to what cameras are out there that are doing 8K off the camera body using Quad 12G. Um, they, the initial ones are probably some proprietary uh, connectivity or HDMI 2.1. Um, but when these come around, you know, it's really just like quad 3G constituted 4K, quad 12G will constitute 8K. Um, you know, so we have it ready to go. And then this is a little sneak peek here on the open gear side, cross compatibility, open gear cards ready to go. You can get 8K off the camera, no problem. 
a, a good question came up, uh, it kind of pertains to this slide. Um, uh, someone was asking, you know, if a new camera comes out, how long does it take you to develop a compatible version of the Silverback or, or this tech with the four 12Gs would, would, would solve that? Or I imagine camera control, right? A new camera comes out, maybe it's got some proprietary version of control. What, what have you seen? Uh, it's, it's, it hasn't been an issue. Like a new camera comes out, really, it, it, fitment is really something we need to make sure, you know, that we don't obscure any connections or anything, you know, just to make sure on the physical realm, you know, but, you know, Aerie uses a cap protocol for control for their systems, but that just runs over Ethernet, right? So if they make any changes onto themselves and their protocol or anything, it's really just Ethernet to us. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, it's really not an issue, uh, on that regard. I think, uh, power might become more and more of a, a, a point of interest, you know, as these cameras and, and ancillary, um, you know, motors and everything get more power hungry. Uh, we actually have a new, uh, so there's a version of, it's kind of a relative of this guy's the huts, right? It's the hybrid universal transceiver. It's a, Simply elimination device for studio cameras. We actually connect it to like a Sony studio camera, then go single mode fiber, then go, uh, you know, back to the um, hybrid realm using this, these HUT products. But we have a new one called the HUT Ape, which is a uh, 300 volt DC. And uh, we have a power supply that will dock to the Silverback itself and then integrate to it and um, allow you to power 24 volt cameras and higher uh, consumption rigs using this new Silverback Ape adapter. So, um, you know, I think that evolutionarily, I mean, that's really kind of what we see as like the main hurdle to, to get over early, soon is, is power, uh, but connectivity and um, control and reference and everything, that all seems to be a constant or within our capabilities. You know, we haven't gotten thrown by a new Canon type. So, so a traditional studio camera draws more power, so you'd use the hut to, to, to feed that type of camera, that kind of setup? Uh, I think that is true, they do. But um, these, <clears throat> I just mentioned that just because it's a relative, of, it works just like this. It's, right? it's very, sim very similar, okay. Very okay. similar. Like, imagine this is a Sony CCU <laughs> and this is a Sony camera over here. It's like the uh, same concept. But, Another question, and I think I know the answer to it, but I'll ask you. So you, do you guys make an RCP or common, you know, if I'm using Sony cameras, people, uh, if I'm a Sony video engineer, I want the Sony joystick. You, you interface with the, you, the, the manufacturer's RCP, right? You, you, you do it seamless. You don't have to use a special RCP. Or no, no. do you provide RCPs if somebody doesn't want to use the Sony? Yeah, are there certain RCPs that are compatible with this setup? Um, so we're agnostic, um, but we are capable. <laughs> so like the Sony uses RS422 legacy uh, S700 protocol for the Venice. That's the eight pin Hiroshi that everybody's familiar with, right? right. So you, you just run that right through us, bi-directional control, um, no problem, uh, absolutely. And then majority of others, um, are migrating to Ethernet. Like that Sony FX9 uses Ethernet control. And other systems that use LANC, um, it, we support LANC as well for like uh, some of the FX9 uh, uses LANC if you don't want to use Ethernet. So you have to get a 
XDC yeah. uh, adapter from Sony to get Ethernet. You also mentioned a camera control system on one of the other slides. I, 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 the Scarjo. Scarhoy. The the how do you pronounce that? S K A A R J H O J. Scarhoy. Scarhoy. Scar. All right. Scarhoy. I'll practice that later. But yeah. so so you do integrate with third party if you can't afford the Sony setup or the Panasonic CCU. You can use other third parties as long as they. Our, our use a protocol that we're piping, piping through the you know Ethernet or Link or whatever or the Sony protocol, et cetera, et cetera. Zero. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so very good. We are ready to go for all that. Um, <clears throat> so now it's going to transition into like the bigger scope of um, camera connectivity from multi nine. You know, uh, like for example, uh, Panasonic. Like you see here, this UE one fifty PTZ camera they can match that to the Vericam LT and give you like a comparable look from each camera. So you can use them in the same production together and you could put this PTZ in a position where you can't get an operator and obviously, right? You know, it's just- They, they can uh, make it match close enough to a Vericam. They, they, so you, it's not obvious you're not on the Vericam anymore. Wow. Right, yeah, they can make the looks uh, match, right? So, and Sony, everybody's got that or they're working towards it as well between their different divisions, right? But the beauty there is, you know, we can bring that fiber connectivity out to whatever camera platform you're using simultaneously all in the same deployment, right? Um, so, <clears throat> like, this is an example using uh, HCCP50 from, from Sony for high frame rate acquisition. Um, the VB box is a customizable um you know throw down unit that has bracketry that can integrate right to a, a, a tripod head or you know whatever type of uh, robotic head you might be using and then you can uh, populate the vb exactly as you need it so this camera has got four sdis to get you that high frame rate it's got genlock populate the genlocks need some tally and then you're going to do control over ethernet just build that vb box to specifically meet the application and it's uh, extremely popular for us on that level um, so this is configurable when you order it you you, you buy the little box that populated the way you, you need it so yeah so we have a new uh, tool on our website now it's a vb config tool so you can go on there and pick exactly what you want in which direction and we'll give you a part number and if you register you'll get your uh, price and a rear plane elevation um a very, very popular product for us, but it's a, it's a similar technology that's in the silverback, but it's in a different form factor for, you know, application-specific needs. Uh, so you see it's very capable on signal types, and this is a growing list, uh, but that's what's um, available today. And then uh, going down, the next element I wanted to bring up is the OG 4600 series, which is um, 12G capable, and then we have the OG 3600 series, which is 3G capable. Um, but what this card is doing for us is allowing the receive side, the truck, the fly pack, the control room, the, the rack room to use open gear for the high density, enhanced cooling. You have your remote control and monitoring with dashboard, um, redundant power, you know, SNMP, all kinds of good stuff comes with the open gear. Uh, so we've been working hard to integrate, um, you know, compatibility with our whole platform, right? So see here's the digital cinema stuff up here is the ptz outside broadcast for like efp eng production 
our VF9000 high density transport. And then here's the VB and just a throwdown with the battery on it, for example. And then the big light box um, field fiber systems are also compatible with the open gear product. So that one card replaces the full one rack, well, half of the capability of that, the big rack mount receiver. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's based with that. So, so, so for high density, you're saving a lot of space there. Yeah, I'll show you on this next slide here. So, um, so, but this is a snapshot. This is like the silverback connectivity as well, right? You have your four videos, you have all that audio, ethernet, serial, genline, all the same. And uh, we could also get intercom through there with some uh, external converters as well. So uh, this, Jim, like you just mentioned, so this is actually a current project that um, we have uh, with Google and you can fit 10 of these cards in a 2RU frame and have 10 PTZ deployments, you know, per 2RU frame. So it's extremely high density with all of the, you know, enhancements that Open Gear gives you. And then uh, just to kind of touch on some of the other things that uh, might be of interest uh, to everybody, um, you know, we have um, our throwdown converters. You know, these are used, uh, we got dual 12G transmit and dual receive and single and transceive. So these are used on, you know, POV cameras and occasional use, you know, throwdown uh, 12G DAs, you know, so it's a nice range of, uh, of products there. Um, audio monitors, you know, not so much necessarily in signal acquisition, but uh, something that's popular that we have that I wanted to make sure everybody was aware of. Um, this is that Simpty Fiber, uh, hut product that this plugs into the base station, the CCU from like Sony or Panasonic converts it to single mode fiber. You run that single mode fiber to this box and then this powers the camera. So very similar to the juice. Uh, this is a fun one here, wavelength shifting muxes. So we can actually take in any wavelength of fiber and then convert it to a CWDM wavelength. So we could take in say 18, 13, 10 nanometer, you know, low cost transmitters and put those over one fiber for you and give them back to you on the other side individually. Um, our silver bullets, very popular for uh, camera use as well. Open gear, compression products uh, coming shortly. Um, field fiber, this is that bulldog I mentioned earlier, that VF9000 high density transport and then the camera adapter. Very cool, that's a great slide. You guys make a lot of cool stuff. We do. It's exciting times and there's more cool stuff to come. But um, that's essentially, you know, what I wanted to cover was we're that enabling piece right now in the industry for all these different camera manufacturers to be deployed in a multi-cam live environment. We're the guys right now. So it's it's pretty exciting time. Uh, I'm going to be at uh, Cinegear um, early June was it the 9th, I think, through the 12th um, in B300, booth B300. Um, we'll have this system, uh, Silverback will be there. So please come by and say hi and ask me any questions you may have. Is, uh, is Frank coming out to that or are you, are you just doing the show alone or you and Matt? I think it's up in the air on uh, who else is going. I'm, I'm definitely the the one guy right now, but um, we'll see who else is coming out. Well, they, they, um, um, they're not doing it. You're not doing it at the Paramount lot anymore. Right. So no in and out. I mean, if there's in it that maybe that's why Frank's not coming. If there's no, in -and -out, <laughs> I did one with them at Paramount. 
But yeah, no, it, it went when I first did it 18 years ago, or whatever, you know, it was at the back lot of Universal. That was oh, cool. really? Well, that yeah. predates me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that was yeah. cool. Then it went to yeah. like the, uh, the VA grounds, you know, like federal VA grounds and nobody could have any beer or anything. So that was, yeah. that was the worst, but we'll see what yeah. happens. <laughs> I, I remember um, uh, when the big In N Out Burger opened in Vegas. We, we started, does Frank still do that? You guys get off the plane at one o'clock in the morning for any, no. you got to go get in and out or Not you guys are healthy conscious now. Yeah. It's like, I, the, this, the house I just moved from in LA had a in and out on the corner. That was 1973. You could smell it in my backyard, you know? So I'm always oh, like, Oh man, that would know, be but, horrible for me. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm a, I'm in Texas now. So I'm a Whataburger man. That's what I, Oh, it's Whataburger in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, like Got to check it out. Got to check it out. <laughs> well, I, I think that that's it. You know, we had some good questions, but you already answered those. So um, everyone, um, you know, give us about a week. We did three, one, you know, three half hour, 20 minute sessions this week. So we're going to edit those, produce those. So I would say inside of a week, uh, we'll have all these recordings up. Um uh, Cindy put a link uh, to book a meeting with me if you have an immediate need or an immediate question, uh, or we can bring Jesse into the conversation for sure. Um, thank you so much, Jesse, and um, watch out for that hail in Dallas. Uh, um, right. uh, use special wax so the hail doesn't dent the car, or what, what do you do? I, so far, I've just been hiding it in my garage, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, put a mattress luck. in it. So. <laughs> good luck, buddy, and um, see you soon. I, I, I'll I'll probably walk Cine Gear, so I'll definitely see you there. And uh, thank you for being here. And uh, say hi to everyone. Say hi to my brother. I will. Thanks for having Take us. Take care, buddy. Thanks, Cindy. Thank Bye, Cindy. Bye, everybody.